Welcome to episode 46 of Lil Muck, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. This is a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Today we are interviewing co-founder and finance consultant of the Diverse Strategy Group, Lindsay Pollard. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. All righty. Lindsay Pollard works as the finance consultant with Diverse Strategy Group. Uh, DSG's clients have included Chevron Jones for State Senate, Harold Pryor for Broward County State Attorney, Emma Cullum for State House, and Renee Gordon for Circuit Court Judge in Miami-Dade County. Since 2014, Lindsay has served in various roles on several campaigns, such as Nancy Mateyer for Coral Springs Commissioner, whoop, whoop, Andrew <laughs> Gillum for his gubernatorial bid, Dale Holness's re-election campaign, Sandra Ruiz's mayoral campaign, Randy Perkins for Congress, Annette Tadeo for Congress, and Charlie Chris for Governor. In February 2022, Lindsay started a twice-monthly Twitter spaces with fellow political operatives Maya Brown and Jasmine Rogers, aptly titled Florida Black Girls. It's their podcast to discuss all things good, bad, and petty in politics in the Sunshine State. Lindsay is a graduate of Florida A&M University with a degree in journalism. She started, she earned an MBA in finance with Nova Southeastern University. Welcome our friend, Lindsay. Yay! Oh my gosh! And I have a tweet for you. Emma's texting me right now. She's like, "How Dina and Hillary, I love that." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! So I feel like we've known you forever since we started, and you were involved in. in Broward and state Florida state politics um, longer than we have been. And you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot. And I, I was telling Tina, I actually mentioned that this is coming out on our podcast uh, that we recorded earlier. And I said that I'm always like, but what about this? And what about this? And, what? and Lindsay's, like, nobody, Lindsay's like, nobody cares about that. It's like nobody, like she's very like even tempered, like, no, that doesn't matter. Like vo- voters don't care about that. Campaigns don't care. About that. Like, these things are so bad. I go, oh, okay. Okay. Like I just like, all right, good Lindsay knows like you know that Lindsay you trust the voice of Lindsay Pollard so of course of course um so you started your career with a degree in journalism how did you find your way into politics very much by accident so I was working at a newspaper in Charlotte like I'm a Broward kid I'm born and raised and after college I moved to North Carolina I worked for uh, the Charlotte Observer, and in 2008, when the economy just tanked, I was laid off. But mm. they were just cutting jobs left and right. So just, I didn't really know what to do. I'm 24, 25. I'm, I'm really shook now that yeah. I don't have a job anymore. Like I don't <laughs> really know what I'm doing. And my mother and her, like, very conventional southern wisdom she's like oh come back to florida come home you'll figure it out i'm like (laughs) okay i you know record trend i did not figure it out it's fine (laughs) um my dad uh, is a finance guy very much a money brain he's like well you should go to business school they'll take anybody with a business degree in any field (laughs) and i'm like okay so like now i'm like you know, 27, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I go to business school, and I kind of hate it. Mm. But I also have, like, these very, like, college-educated, upwardly mobile black parents who are like, 
you're not going to be a grad school dropout. Like, you cannot <laughs> shame the family. So I have to finish school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so halfway through my grad school journey, you know, I'm, I'm also working at the university at the time. But this coworker, and she's like, you seem super into politics. Why don't you just do that? Like, I can't see you working in a bank. I can't see you, like, forecasting. Mm. You kind of hate it. But you should work in politics. Like, that seems to be the thing that lights you up. You know, at this point, it's 2010. I'm super into what's happening with um, Obamacare and, like, the ACA moving. And she's like, you talk about this stuff all the time. You should just do it. And I'm like, ah, that's not a thing. Like, nobody just wakes up one day and goes, I'm going to get into politics. <laughs> like, you have to be connected. Just know people. And she's like, okay, so get connected and get to know people. Like, it feels like simple math. And I'm like, okay, sure. But what she said kind of stuck with me for a couple of months. Finally, I'm like, you know what? Let's see what the internet says. <laughs> like, if I wanted to do something in politics, like, how would I go about that? And I start poking around the internet and just kind of work my way backwards. I discover the Florida Democratic Party. I discover the Broward Democratic Party. I find the Broward Young Democrats. Mm. And... I'm going to school at Nova Southeastern. At that time, the BYDs met in Davie, like down the street. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll, I'll reach out. Like, I'll see what happens. And the vice president at the time, Maria Bars, like, I emailed her. And the BYDs email she was using, it just, like, bounced. Oh my like, god. Oh, okay. It's so Broward. Like, oh my god. So Broward. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just show up at their next meeting and like it, like they either take me in or they kick me out. Like the worst they can tell me is no. Right. So I come and I meet the president at the time in the parking lot unknowingly. Like it was Rick Hoy, who is now the chair of the Broward Democratic Party. Dang. And he's just kind of pacing the parking lot on his phone. And I'm like, I, he looks like a bouncer. Like, I was like, <laughs> a bouncer at a club. And I was like, I feel like I'm not in the right place, but okay. <laughs> and you're like, he's like pointing at me. He was like, oh, no, no, just go in. Just, I'm like, okay, all right. And then like, I meet Maria at the front. I said, hey, I tried to email you. And she goes, what happened? I said, it bounced. And she's like, don't worry. Come on in. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, my and gosh. All of a sudden, I like found people who were my age, who were as into this as I was. Mm. We were having really great conversations. And like our class of the BYDs, like, we're not Broward Young Democrats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, we were. And it's like, I heard some names that you and you're like, wow, like, those people have like really just gone on to have really amazing careers. Mm. But we were just like babies yeah. in a bar back then. Like, how do we volunteer on this campaign? How do we get this person elected? And that's how I got plugged in. Wow. And amazing. I was like, I would start canvassing with them. We, I was phone bank with them and just kind of got swept up and hired along the way. Oh, I love so it. I really owe my, owe my career to the Broward Young Democrats. Oh my God, I love it. So you've been doing this for a while now. What do you like most about working on political campaigns? Like what's the thing that 
get you most excited? <laughs> <laughs> so I am very much a pessimist. So it's going to sound <laughs> odd me saying this. It is the hope of a different, better Florida. Mm. So I, I wake up every day and I'm just like, oh, this is all terrible. It's all, it's all just, just cut us off. Cut off the peninsula. Let us like drift off into the ocean. Florida's <laughs> like, we're, we're done. Yeah. yeah. But, then there's, but there's always this little piece of me that says, but it doesn't have to be done. Like, mm. you know, but we all have friends and, and neighbors who have friends and neighbors who are struggling and they need help. And our guys are the good guys. Like they're the mm. people, if they had the power, would provide the relief. Right. So I do this work for those folks. Like they need us to be better. So we just have to be better so we can help them. Oh, I love that. Me too. I mean, that's, and it's the truth. I mean, yeah. we do talk about, I mean, it's not just statewide it's, or county. It's the whole, mm. it's national. Like we are the good guys. I, I believe that deep in my soul, but like you said, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if we don't win. Like if we we can walk around all day and point to the other side and be like, they're bad, but like, yeah, but we need to get to the, it's all about having that power. So speaking of that, we just had our primary and that's why I saw you primary night and I was like, probably had a couple drinks, but I pointed at you. I'm like, when are you going to come on the podcast and talk about this? (laughs) I was so excited. I also had had a couple of drinks and I was like, <laughs> yeah, so I like I want to talk about this primary because of course yes. we have some of our favorites that won like Chev is going back to, you know Ugh. obviously Chevron Jones is going to go back to the state uh, senate thank god um and Hillary Cassell was elected which we're all really excited Woo! about to the state uh, house um but what were the highlights for you what do you think were the good points of this primary for Democrats Uh so I want to. I would be remiss if I didn't start with Ashley Dance. Yes. So yes. So I'm sure all of your listeners know the James Bush Ashley Dance, <laughs> you know, battle royale. But for the folks who don't, um, it was a state rep race in Miami Dade. James Bush has some questionable votes. I will be <laughs> as diplomatic as I can. Yeah. Some questionable votes as a Democrat. He's history. a Democrat. As a Democrat. Yeah. As, as a you know guy with a D next to his name. Mm-hmm. Very very questionable. And this has been a seat where Dems before have been like, so I just take this guy out, and we just really didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And Ashley was the key. And the thing that I find really fascinating about her race is if you listen to the Tallahassee chatter, she was not going to win that race. Mm, Really? Right. But when you listen to the ground, it was over. Like Mm. she had it in the back. So you had to like reconcile what was true. Like, was it the kind of lobby core where, you know, all of the, the kind of consultants from the outside were like, eh, it's James Bush. It's hard to unseat an incumbent. That guy has a lot of power. He's mm. going to have like Republican money flowing in. Yeah, yeah. Or do you listen to the folks who were just like local who were watching it every day? So for me, at 
first, I was letting some of the Tallahassee chatter creep in. And I'm like, oh, I'm so worried about Ashley. Like, you guys send her money. Like, go back to her to help her. But when I flipped the conversation and talked to other people, you know, my girl, she's going to win that. Oh, wow. Like, really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. So, and, and, and there it is. Wow. Right? Like, and it was a it was a decisive win. Yeah. Like, it was you know it was, it was close. Oh, and yeah. thank but it goodness, was decisive. Yeah. Right, like there's there's no recap. There's, she's she's going to Tallahassee. So I think for me, like that's a case study, and it's an important reminder that the ground will always know better. Mm-hmm. And there was quite a bit of that same conversation about Hillary Cassell, mm-hmm. where it's like. There were folks who thought um, one of her male opponents, oh, it's over. Like, he's super connected um, locally. He's a chamber guy. And he really likes that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I think he is great. Yeah. So I'm like, fascinating. Because, like, Tallahassee is just like, oh, no. Like, we like Hillary. And it's just, it, it won't be in the cards for her this cycle. <gasps> But again, the ground is like, oh, wow. no, that, I was like, I met that lady. She's awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. These are people who couldn't vote for her, <laughs> right? And the yeah. people in Hollywood were like, no, no, no. Like, she's something special. So mm-hmm. I, I, I say that to say maybe we have to give a little more credence to the folks who are on the ground. Yeah, and who live here, and who I think they are the people who know best. So. I, I mean, I don't want to stop you before you mention another race, but I, as oh, sure. far as that race goes, what's interesting to me too is that you don't have to be. You can come out of nowhere, like yeah. Hillary Cassell, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she was known in Tallahassee for testifying there and like fighting for uh, for the insurance, insurance work, uh, yeah. for, for Floridians. But mm-hmm. I don't think anybody knew her politically in Broward, like as far as like someone who could potentially be a candidate. So for someone to come out of right. nowhere and those two gentlemen she ran against are amazing, wonderful people that we all love, but, and, yes. but people know, knew them politically. Yes. And so like for her to come out of nowhere and be able to take that race and is going to do a fantastic job. I, it, that's another thing to think about too, is that someone could present themselves to voters who aren't politically connected, right? Like they don't go to clubs mm-hmm. and caucus right. meetings, but she made an impression on them on the ground, like you're saying, I think that's something to also remember. It's not yeah. necessarily always going to be the insider who wins the race, you know? And, and she had this authenticity to her. Yeah, definitely. And she has yeah. a great background. And I think that really spoke to voters. the constituents yeah. of the voters. Because it, there's she's very real. She's very open Absolutely. and honest. And I think that's something that people want, really. They yeah. want to be able to connect. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. The first time I met Hillary Cassell, someone had given her my phone number because she just, she wanted to meet everybody. Like, I want to give all praises to Hillary. She hit the ground running and did the hard work from day one. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I want to meet everybody. Like, I want to know who all the players are. So someone gave her my number and she's like, be mine. Can we chat for a second? I was like, absolutely. So I'm expecting her to kind of pepper me with questions about fundraising and where do I go? Who do I, like, who do I meet? Already? She just like wanted to have a conversation with me as a person. I think we ended up talking about like what my dreams mean. <laughs> I told her, I'm like, 
randomly had met this medium who like uh, could reach my granddad <laughs> and like it just like, went down this rabbit hole for like 30 minutes didn't talk about one thing politically like I, I will never forget that conversation wow. because it made an impression on me that I was like oh she feels like a human yeah she feels very much like a human being yeah which is rare and now like, right yes. like that's rare like I, rec- so rare. I I had the same impression when I met her because I met her and I was like, I had heard like, oh, she was a former Republican, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, who's this lady? Mm-hmm. Who is this? Right. And I met her, <laughs> I met her at a BYD thing. And I was like, within five minutes, I said, oh, it's one, it's, it's, you know, Lindsay, cause you're around a lot of candidates, but it's like, I met her and I was like, holy shit, she's a, a, a real person. And I felt like a yeah. bit of a star. Like to me, I was like, she shines. I felt the same yeah. way about Cindy, Cindy Polo when I met her. Like it's, oh, you can yeah. tell, oh, you know, it's like a real person wrapped in this thing where she's going to do it. It's yeah. going to happen. I felt the Ugh. same way when I met her. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Oh, incredible, incredible. Completely great. Friend of this show, friend in real life, Michelle Rayner. Yes. Exact <sighs> same way. Another, oh. just like another standout of the night. Yeah. Oh my God. We had someone who used to be in the legislature come in primary her and we're like, oh, not this guy. It's <laughs> like, ridiculous. Uh. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's like we have like these people who just kind of wanted to make a, they also wanted to make a comeback this year. Like mm. that was really fascinating, this cycle that you had um, somebody like a Colleen Brown who was like, I'm coming back to Congress. And Maxwell Frost was like, not so bad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that race. Exciting. Oh, right? so exciting. Yeah. It was, and, and again, the insiders, they're like, oh, you know, you've got, you've got folks who serve in Congress. We've got two who mm. serve in Congress. Like, I don't know, this might not happen for, um, for the other two guys. And Maxwell was like, not so fast. Yeah. And, you know, he's a Gen Z or he's going to be the youngest yes. person. It's exciting. In the, in the halls of Congress. It's very exciting. And he just kept his head down, did the work, raised the money, knocked the doors. Yeah. And I think it also goes to what we always, what we know about Florida is that it is a progressive state. I mean, we are, mm-hmm. we, we vote for amendment four. We vote to legalize marijuana. Like we are, there are progressive values Minimum here wage, and we elect yeah. progressive people and it just needs to, I, I don't know. I like talking about the highlighting that, that bit about it because I think that we need to remember that that is who we are and we can get rid of a DeSantis because of this, uh, you know? Yes. Like honestly, that's something that is a constant conversation at least with the Florida black girls, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Like we look at these ballot amendments and they pass every single yeah, time. Right. Every single time. So we're trying to distill the disconnect between the message and the message. Because mm. Floridians like the message. They're like, oh yeah, you you guys want us to be high all the time? We can get high <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, you want yeah. you want you want to expand voting rights? Yeah. Sure, we're sure. all for yeah. it. And yet we present these Democrats and we're like, okay, these are the people who support the same thing as you do and they go, meh. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's that's, yes, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the, crazy, the rub. That's yeah, that's the, rub. the crazy thing. They vote for that and they, they vote for the amendment and then in the next like right before that they had already voted for the person who's going to go to Tallahassee and say, Now we're gonna yeah. add poll right. tax to this. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And we did the same thing with Rick Scott. Like, yeah. like, uh, I hate this amendment. 
is citizen hazards. I am vetoed. Like, I'm taking it to court. Like, yeah. get this thing out of here. Oh, oh my goodness. Wait, 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 yeah. come back, come back, come back. Oh, the messaging, you're right. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so we haven't cracked that code yeah. yet. Not yet. I feel like we're getting close, though. Yeah. It's like how we thread that needle and say, all right, if you want these things, these are the candidates who protect right. those things. Right, right. So, yeah. so what do you see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you see as then, you know, we had the, these wonderful wins in the primary. So what do you think is our biggest obstacle heading into the general? Allow me to rain cloud for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's our job. Do it. Let's go. Here, here comes the storm. Um, I think it's us. Mm. I think we have to get out of our own way. Oh yeah. I, 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 Republicans are who they are. They always have been, and they've never hidden that. So if we know that going in, we are our barrier to entry. Like, we have to get out of our own way. I brought up recently the folks who do polling. They understand how the numbers move. I don't, like, that's not my area of expertise. And I was like, I have this gut feeling that Val Demings is the real top of the ticket mm, and yeah. not Charlie Chris. Mm. And that is not a knock on on uh, the, on the uh, congressman. I worked for the congressman. I really like him. I mm. think that Floridians really like him. However, Val Demings didn't have a, have a tough primary the way he did. Right. Mm-hmm. There is not a... But they coalesced around for a long time ago. And... If we look at 2018, Bill Nelson outperformed Andrew Gillum. Just oh god, he got yeah. he got more votes. Yeah. So I'm like, is there a world where the same thing will happen? Where it's like Bill Nelson didn't have a primary to contend with. We were behind that guy from the beginning versus like the different little systems mm. that were happening and had to you know come back together. And the pollsters is like, oh, she's absolutely going to outperform him. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. I'm not off base. She is the tide that will lift the boat. Wow. I'm like, then why don't, I don't think she's the literal top of the ticket. She's the first race you're going to vote for. Mm -hmm. And then she's the top of the ticket in theory. Why don't we present that way? Like, absolutely, the gubernatorial nominee is the head of our party now, but she's the top of the ticket. But those two things can exist as true. And he goes, no, 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 you're not off base at all. She is the top of the ticket. She's going to bring everybody else along. Oh, God. I hope so. And I just like, oh, like, I'm just like, I talk to people at the party and I'm like, all right, guys, like, we got to rethink the coordinator. We have to rethink how we're doing this. And folks are like, ah, no, it's working. And I'm like, is it? Because we keep losing. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> it's know. not working. I mean, yeah, it reminds me. It was, I think That's there was formula work. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think there was one event at the end of like towards the end of no, or, you know, towards the general election was getting closer where, where Gillum and Nelson and Obama, I think all three of them were together in Miami on the stage. So are you saying that you think 
that Demings, that Val Demings should campaign more with Chris to kind of highlight that campaign. Because to me, the governor's race for me personally is the most important race. I mean, I know our U.S. senators matter, but I think the governor's race and state legislature really impact us here more than that. I mean, I know on a national, a federal level, our U.S. senators do, but here we need that governor's mansion desperately. I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're super on target. I'm talking specifically about a win. Yeah. Right. Not that her race is more important than his. Mm-hmm. I think her, I think if we prioritize her race, it positions us better to win his. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Just like yeah. from a strategy standpoint, I completely agree with you. Like the more local you get, the more important those races become. Mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily see it that way. But I think she positions, she is the, the person who positions everyone else better mm. versus them positioning her better. Right. So she will just bring everybody else along. And I, I mean, I honestly feel that way about what's happening in Georgia. I right. feel like Stacey Abrams is this beacon of light mm-hmm. and yet Raphael Warnock is the top of the ticket. Yeah. Right. People go, how is that possible? Yeah. She's a rock star. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's a rock star in Florida. She's a rock star in New York. She's a rock star in Chicago. And none of those people can cast a ballot. My mother's whole family's from Georgia. Even black folks, as much as they love Stacey and they love Raphael, old school mentality, they're like, yeah, but he can win. Mm. I'm not sure yet that she can. All right, so then make him the top of the ticket. Make him bring her along. He can pay that back now. She brought him along. He can bring her along. Pay it back. Yeah. That's how you position them then. Because there's still a whole lot of misogyny in Georgia. Right. Of course. Like, let's take race out of it because they're both black. Right. It's just like, yeah, but a black woman, that feels like a tall order. Versus like, the Baptist pastor, like everybody enjoyed it. it was all black families grew up with a Baptist pastor. Like, oh yeah, like, I like that guy. Like, yeah. He's Lebanese, like, I like that guy. Oh okay, my gosh, have that guy bring her right on, shepherd her right on into the governor's mansion. And I don't know that we're necessarily thinking about those kinds of races from a strategic standpoint. Yeah, it's us. We got to get us. out of our own way. We got to so, get out of our own way. We're a mess. And everybody's got to get on the same page. Just get everybody on the oh. same page. It's like every man's for themselves. No, 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 no. Like, please. Don't yeah, forget no, about no. It. We, like everyone's name needs to be on the yeah. ticket. <laughs> yeah. And we need to be giving out the lit. Like, when we go and knock doors for, um, you know. Charlie, then you should have stuff for, for Val. Val. And yeah. then if you're knocking doors for Val, you should have the stuff for Charlie. Like, right. it just should be an orchestrated event of, yeah. like, here's all of the people, yeah. not just the one. Because that, I think, in the 2018 campaign was where there was that, there, there was a disconnect because I would go knock doors for Gillum, and they would go, someone was just here, right, for Bill Nelson. Mm-hmm. Or right. someone, and they're like, stop knocking on, you know, and P- I remember people yes. saying, if someone else knocks on my door, <laughs> I'm not voting for any of these people. Because, like, it's like, you know, they're getting a state house person. They're getting a state senate person. They're getting a U.S. senate. And they're getting, like, you know, it's too much. Yeah. You know? No, I, I completely agree. In fact, that was something Hillary Cassell did. We went and we knocked doors for her um, maybe about two or three weeks before 
early voting started. And I brought my niece with me. She's mm-hmm. 15. Uh, <laughs> she did it for the community service hours. And then she met <laughs> Hillary and she's like, oh, I would knock doors for her again. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so before we all like went out with our little packets and stuff, Hillary gave us lit for, uh, it was in Dania. And it's for one of the commissioners running for re-election in Dania. Nice, yeah. Like she, like she and Hillary have become friends. Um, their values very much align. And she's like, oh, yeah, like pass out her stuff too. Now, mind you, we were knocking doors for Hillary for the, you know, for the August primary. This woman's not on the ballot for November. Hillary wanted to already be front of mind, though. Yeah. But, hey, you got to come back and run again. I mean, vote again. Yeah. And this is who you vote for. So people actually really appreciated it. We're like, oh, we're here. Like, we're in Hillary's shirt. We're here for her. And don't forget, this is your. Uh, city commissioner she's running for re-election they're like oh this is great thank you for the reminder yeah so smart. absolutely yeah. Tina, like i'm with you Tina. if you have just like all of that stuff one-stop shop people go oh like this is super helpful yeah this is really helpful and that's why it's effective when you go to the polls because everyone can just have everything all at once like yeah. in front of them and go oh all right yeah i've seen your sign before i remember somebody from your team knocked on my door okay it's all coming back to me now mm-hmm. we need to make it as easy as possible for voters okay. I yes mean, we are all deep in it like we're probably too much i mean it's all we talk about <laughs> it's all i mean we do this podcast and then we we stop recording and we're still fucking talking about it but like <laughs> but uh, we love it i mean i, I know love we do it, so i feel like we're it's obsessed just, but like there's regular so people who are just voters and we just need to be like here's the information just go do it like that's yeah. all just yeah. give them the make it as easy as possible not confusing make the ballot clear like right. let's just do and this not overwhelm people yeah. with you know mm-hmm. every weekend at their door people don't want that yeah. they just want to they chill don't. out on the weekend you know what i mean yeah they do they do and, then, and like you said like because this is not really their jam they're just like what are you guys babbling about yeah (laughs) they want to go they want to cast a a vote and then they want to go home like they they're absolutely going to come vote but they don't want to have like the super deep like minutia conversations that turn us all on yeah they're just like okay who do i vote for and i think we get lost in a lot of that too is we spend so much time with our candidates, like, all right, what's your platform? What's your message? Go mm. put it out there into the world. Here, we're screaming about what our priorities are without ever taking information back in. Like, okay, well, what do voters care about? Yeah, yeah. Like, what keeps you up? Like, we know what keeps us up at night. What keeps you up at night? Yeah. And when you have those conversations just with people, it's a very stark contrast to the things that we care about and the things we think they care about. Right. Like, um, I mean, I was like, my next question was basically about, you know, we've had this Republican leadership for decades. Like we know what it looks like to see mm-hmm. our state slowly go red and like, you know, over time because they're very dedicated, they, they're maneuver, they're, they're um, strategic and we know what it's like to live in a red state with one of the worst leaders we could you could ever imagine with DeSantis just doesn't care and will put anything out there and it gets overturned and overturned. Like we know what it's like to live like this. Mm-hmm. Democrats can't seem to get their messaging across or maybe it's different in North Florida Democrats and South Florida Democrats, whatever it is, you know, 
how can we portray, how do we get this message across to get people to vote for Democrats? Like why do, why can't as the good guys, we get them on our side? Like, what do you think we need to do? I mean, I know get out of our own way, but like, it, like yeah. Tina and I always say like, here's the three things Democrats stand for. Like just put a message out. That's like, this is who we are that will appeal to people, you know? So my dad being a finance guy, he always has instilled in us that it will come back to money mm-hmm. and like, and not necessarily in um, a way that makes you, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not necessarily like in a materialistic way. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, Money will absolutely make the world go round. And I think that is true for voters across the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Like, no matter how much money you have, no matter how little money you have, money is at top of mind for, for people because that's how you live. And we have gotten so far away from an economic message that I think people have tuned this out. It is how Republicans have been able to make a Donald Trump and kind of bubble wrap him in economic anxiety. Mm. Because we absolutely know that is not why Donald Trump became the president. There is a whole laundry list of reasons why that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And none of them have to do with economic anxiety. And yet you turn on cable news, you open newspapers, like any medium you could consume. It's like, well, you know, these Midwestern moms, these farmers, they had Mm. economic anxiety. Yeah. It's like, I mean, maybe they did, but that's not why they voted for him. Right. But let's assume for a second that it is. Why didn't Democrats have something that said we can ease your economic anxiety? We go and we chase all of the social issues, which are super important, and we should, but they can all be tied back to an economic message. Roe ways can be tied back to an economic yeah. message. Disenfranchising the LGBTQ community that, those are those are jobs. That's housing. Yeah. That's money. Like we don't yeah. talk about money in real ways for people. And it's just like, okay, well now you want to start a culture war. So now we're now we're dealing with the economic anxiety buzzword. We're dealing with the culture war buzzword right, yeah. because we just don't talk about how the issues that are deep in our souls will affect Joe Q voter and maybe that's not their issue. Like when when somebody like Nancy Mater, Commissioner Nancy Mater in Coral Springs, first black woman elected there. Ooh. Love her. She's a greenie. That's what that's what keeps her that the environment keeps yep. her up at night. Like her niece not having clean air yes. in thirty years keeps her up at night. But she doesn't go to Joe Key voter and say, we need more trees. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this, is, this is the economic cost of not fixing this now. Mm. And people go, that feels expensive. <laughs> she goes, yeah. Versus if we don't, if we just make this investment now, we'll save all of this money. And so we don't have to clean it up later. 
Right. And they go, oh, like that makes a lot of sense. If we can tie things back to back, people, everyone understands money. Yeah. They may not understand why we, why, why banning books right. is a big deal. They may not be able to really connect that. They may not fully understand what don't say gay is saying. They might not really get it. But when you bring up what happened with Reedy Creek, let's mm. take out the don't say gay part and say, hey, your taxes in Central Florida, they're going to go way up yep. because Reedy Creek doesn't have these exemptions anymore. People are like, I don't want to pay more in taxes. Yeah. Like, we haven't been paying for that. Why are we paying for it now? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. Why are we paying for it now? Because don't say gay happened. And they're like, yeah. Why aren't we saying gay? Like, that's weird. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> like, and then when you start to thread that needle, people go, oh, this is, I mean, let's quote our president. This is a bunch of malarkey. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we really oh doing? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, I think, idea to merge that because I think you're right. Like, like the people's wallets are strained mm-hmm. and they're going to vote to ease that strain. And if we don't have that messaging, I mean, I think it's, and I, and I love the idea of tying it to the issues because everything does come back oftentimes to money. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned Reedy Creek because that's the second time I heard about, someone's mentioned yeah. Reedy Creek last night and I had completely forgotten oh. about Reedy Creek. That's how much happens. shit happens all the time <laughs> right, here. Right, Like we're caught, like because of the school board thing yesterday, I was so distracted by the Broward County school board <laughs> that I completely, you know, so like every day, we talk about we this never, all the time, we never every stop. couple days, we never our hair's on fire in Florida. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, Reedy <laughs> Creek. Like, oh my God, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, County doesn't have a state attorney right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's God. wild. Like it's like, wild. It's, it's wild. This DeSantis, he just does whatever he, he wants. He is. He <laughs> just does whatever. He's like a giant baby. You know, he just does <laughs> oh whatever God. he wants. It's crazy. And, and Lindsay, despite the craziness of DeSantis that we have to suffer with, what is your biggest hope? What is your biggest hope for November? What do you, what are you sort of just really deep in your heart rooting for to happen? And it could be statewide, mm-hmm. sort of federal, whatever. So... My little Florida black girl mm-hmm. heart looks at Aramis Ayala and Val Zemmings as a top of the ticket. And I get a little emotional about it um, because that's not something that black women in Florida are used to. It's like, yeah, it's like you can have like one every now and then sure like Andrew Gillum he's great too but it's like when you actually see Mm. a woman who looks like you who says the things that you say and you know it's a possibility statewide you want to do everything you can to make it a reality so so it is my it is my hope it's my deep-seated hope that we can get those two across the finish line oh. and also just like the realistic part of these like oh let's let's hold what we have in the legislature and i do feel good about that um another big victory uh this week lauren book is going back mm. to the senate she's the senate leader and the thing that makes me most excited about that is 
again, another Florida black girl in a centrist Driscoll. She's the house leader. The two of them have been working hand in hand to just go into next session with a plan. Mm, love this. Love and a plan. Like, I, I know. I love like, a plan. Thank God. There is a plan. Thank you. Put women in charge. Put women in charge and there will be a plan. All right. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's like I think the last time we saw like deep women leadership working hand in hand like that um, was uh, Man Rich and Arsenia Joyner mm. in the state Senate. And again, like very much mirrors that to me where Senator Joyner and um, and Senator Rich, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We go, like, we go and we strategize, like, we're not talking about the bills and stuff, so get sunshine laws out of my face. But <laughs> when it comes to this is how we're going to hold our caucus together, this is what we will stand for, what we won't stand for, like, laying it out there absolutely put women in charge mm. so when leader book tells me she and leader driscoll are always on the phone like this is how we're going to hold our respective caucuses together here's what we stand for here's what will absolutely not go down in our chambers mm. i'm like put that in my vein you're bringing logic to the table oh, yeah. give it to me <laughs> no egos like no egos put yes. everything out there they know what they're fighting for i mean i think that when you are faced with this kind of toxic dangerous people in charge who just say, we do it because we can, right? right. They say it on the house, the floor oh. the house floor. We do what we want because we can. We can. When you're mm -hmm. faced with that, that this is the kind of leadership you need where they're like, oh no, no holds barred. We are going after, we're going to protect women. We're going to protect children and, and people of color. Like this is what we need so badly here. Like this is the kind of fight that we you can't leave anything out on the field. Like you have to give it all every single day. And I have so I do have hope in that kind of leadership. You know, knowing that we're yes. replacing a James Bush with an Ashley Gant. We're, oh, we're sending uh. Michelle Michelle Rayner back. Thank God. Like we're we are putting people in place that can actually put that fight in. That is yeah. hope. It's so and we need more yeah. of it. We need yes. more folks like that. You know. And we need to just turn that tide. We got to turn it back a we little do. more blue. We have to. We do, and we will. I mean, I, I believe that we will because we deserve it. Like we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we I don't want to be a jerk, but like I don't want to live in a state like this, and I don't want to abandon it. Like you're a Florida girl, I'm a Florida girl. Tina, I mean, she moved here when she was younger, but yeah. she's a Florida girl. Like we, mm -hmm. this is where we're raising our children. This is where we own property. This is where we work. Like it affects every single one of us, and we deserve to have the protections over our body, our schools to be safe. You know, property insurance is not going to bury us. I mean, yeah. we deserve these things. And, and, and these are the women that are going to take us over and make sure that that thing, that those things happen. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Like, I always, feel like the person who's going to turn the lights off in Florida. Like, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm the last one saying it. Yeah, yeah. And I always yeah. go back to that, that one scene in the Wolf of Wall Street, because people ask me, they're like, why don't you get out of here? Mm. Like, go do politics. I'm like, oh, go to D.C., go to New York. Like, yeah. Florida's over. She's done. And I'm like, nope, uh, no. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, and I, I 
I, where is my home? Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why also, should we like, have to leave? Not to mention our parents yeah. are here. Like, are, I, I'm protective. Like, I need to make sure that they're going to be okay. I mean, I might send them off. Like, maybe they'll go away. But, like, go live, oh, don't live in North Carolina no, with my sister. But, no, like, no. I got to fight. We have, this is, this is our home. And I hate, like, there's Florida jokes, Florida man, like, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but there's really good people here. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so please, I know. don't write us off. Don't write us off, please. I mean, 100%. 100%. You know? We're still here. We're still yeah. fighting. Like, yeah. There, there's too. good to be had here. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lindsay, you know, girl, it did take a while to get you on here, but oh we my saved God, I the best so, episode for this you is to talk so, about 2022. This yeah. It could not have been a better episode. It's so good. Yeah. You know, I've been... So, just so your listeners know, I've been begging. <laughs> it was like, dude, it was I so here yeah, so much. You because I just think you got like you are the coolest podcast Aww. out there. So I was like, I want to be in this book. Like, that is and so sweet. So like Hillary and Tina are like, oh, fine. Just <laughs> not true. Not true. Around. It's it's my it's my it's me being remiss in sending emails and <laughs> so. P.S. It was so embarrassing. We were at that resistance brunch at a table with like ten people, and Lindsay's like, I don't know when I'm getting on the muck. I look around the table, and every single person at the table had been on the muck, and I was oh, like, no. This is so fucking embarrassing. Oh, like, we got to get her on here. This is embarrassing. Emma's husband was like, I've been on the muck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's right. Oh my, oh my god, James. That's like, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, oh, I got to tell you, um, you're one of the best people I've ever met. I, yes. I feel oh. smarter just being in your presence of, and, no. and you give I'm me just hope. always impressed, like, always impressed with yeah, you. And I, you Thank give me hope. You. I'm a total pessimist too, but you do, you have a very logical and like straightforward way of thinking about politics that I think is refreshing. You know, there's no bullshit and it's, it's, we need so much more of that. So yeah. We are so lucky to have you here with us today and, and please keep fighting and let us know if you need anything. We're here yes. for you. Um, I certainly will. I will come back and be like, all right, guys, this yeah. is the plan. This is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Do it. Send us messages. We'll, re- yes. we will put it out to the masses <laughs> yes. and get everybody to, to do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you no, so much. You. Oh, and I'd be super remiss if I didn't give a shout out to, um, all my friends at Team Moskowitz. I, uh, I work for the commissioner of Broward County. He's leaving us, though. He is yes. on his way to Congress. And all of my friends what a great on the win. professional side. So shout out to all of those guys. Uh, they mounted a fantastic campaign yeah. and a great win. So Absolutely. Such a good win. We talked about it on the regular episode yes. today. I was very oh. excited for him. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All no, for like, it. I was just go. like, watch. Watching him work at the commission, he's going to do really great work at Congress. Um, you know, we have constituents who call us up. We really like that guy. We're yeah. sad to we're sad to, to lose him. So, oh. so yeah, I think that that is indicative of the work that he's doing. Absolutely, congratulations to him and yes. his whole team. It's great win, great win, very good win. Yeah. All right, girl. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guests, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.